0: Welcome to another episode of the Poised, Powerful Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mayhan. I coach movement, alignment, and the empowerment that comes from understanding how your body works. This podcast is all about helping regular people adapt to the physical and emotional challenges of new parenthood and hearing some good stories from people getting the crash course. Hey friends, I bet your hands are very busy. So busy, it might lead to some common conditions of postpartum or new parenting. So today, I'm going to talk about some common conditions affecting the wrist and how to cope with and prevent them in doing your everyday activities. Now, medical treatment for these might be PT, pain relief, splints. I will leave that side to the medical professionals, but there are things that you can do to change your everyday movement habits, to make things a little bit easier on your wrists. So when we think of wrist pain, most of us have heard of carpal tunnel syndrome. So the carpal tunnel is actually this little, well, tube or tunnel in your wrist, which contains the carpal bones, the wrist bones, um, some ligaments, as well as the median nerve. So very tightly packed in there. The median nerve is what supplies sensation to most of your fingers, except for the pinky finger and half the ring finger get sensation via a different nerve. So people with carpal tunnel might experience tingling or pins and needles sensations in the fingers, pain and stiffness in the wrists, which can radiate up the arms and into the shoulders. We might associate carpal tunnel with too much time spent at the computer, but it is really common in pregnancy. In fact, pregnancy itself is considered a risk factor for developing carpal tunnel. Stats vary, but up to 62% of people who are pregnant develop symptoms of carpal tunnel. This has not been entirely explained Remember, pregnancy is understudied, but it has been suggested that pregnant folks are more prone to swelling in general, and this swelling, of course, compresses the carpal tunnel and the median nerve. Now, remember, swelling can indicate other medical conditions, so always be sure to mention this to your OB or midwife. We might have heard more about carpal tunnel, but not all wrist pain is carpal tunnel. Some might be due to repetitive strain injury, which can affect any of your joints. The Cleveland Clinic defines repetitive strain injury as just what it sounds like. This is an overuse injury caused by doing the same thing over and over again in the same way, causing pain, inflammation, or injury. This can involve muscles, tendons, or nerves, and can have variable duration from just having the experience of overdoing it for a couple of workouts versus something that you've developed over doing the same set of movements over a longer period of time. So people who might get repetitive strain injuries include tennis players, musicians, and of course new parents because they are obligated to perform the same repeated motions. New parenthood has very intensive demands. Again, these repeated motions, very little rest. And if you are the one who went through pregnancy, remember that your ligaments are still lax due to the hormone relaxin, especially if you are breastfeeding. So you will be more prone to injury during the postpartum period. One form of repetitive strain injury or overuse injury is called De dequervins, also known, sadly, as mommy thumb. Although people who do a lot of gaming and texting have been known to suffer from this as well. This is a type of tendonitis, inflammation of the tendons of the thumb. Tendons are connective tissue, connecting muscle to bone, the levers that move our joints to allow us to move. So tendinitis is related to how we're using our joints, and it might give you a feeling of your thumb being stuck, or pain in the thumb or thumb side of the wrist. So these are the things we might be dealing with. How can we start to adjust our habits? First, we have to cultivate a sense of listening to our body. So, my recipe for that to tune into yourself is three steps pause, exhale, and lighten up. We'll go into each of these. This is good for a post it note, by the way, to put by your computer or any other spot where you think you might need it. Pause to notice what conditions that we're dealing with before we start to change. So, we're often finding ourselves zoning out in whatever we're doing, our routine, looking at our screens. The pause is to take that time to notice and interrupt that zone out. Exhale, calms your parasympathetic nervous system and does serve to release muscle tension if you find you're adding more muscular effort than you need to to an activity. And lighten up. We're going to get into this in terms of finding your support. So we'll often find that the world is going to draw us forward and downward. Again, a lot of us notice this at our screens and devices. This is an activity that's really common just based on our body will move to where our attention moves. And if you're holding a baby, you might find that your attention moves forward and downward as well towards your baby. So it's very common, but now we're going to go through three things after you've done this, tuning in, to help you help your wrists. So you're going to support your back. The whole body's connected. So supporting your back is actually going to help your wrists do less work. If your spine or torso is collapsed downward, there's going to be more biomechanical pressure on the small joints of your hands wrists, and elbows. You can try this the next time you're at your desk. I feel like it's really obvious when you have your hands on a keyboard to notice the pressure into your wrists when you find yourself drawn forward and downward, almost like your body's being sucked into the screen. Now do your routine. Pause, exhale, lighten up, and away from the screen. So notice how that affects you how that affects the pressure on your wrists, where you're holding tension in your body, and how you're breathing. So again, we support our back and our torso. We're going to take some of the pressure off of places that are absorbing too much, like our wrists. If you are, for example, sitting on the couch, this is a good place to get some support. I know when I was in the early postpartum stage, I would often be nursing on the couch, and there is a tendency to just sort of sink backwards into the couch and not feel so light and tall, you might have a nursing pillow. Um, So that can be useful. Some of them have a little back support, lumbar support, and a place to rest your arms and your baby. But you might require some additional support, pillow behind your back, support under your feet, Look for your base of support. So that's step one. Step two, we're going to look at support for your arms, especially if you are feeding. Think about resting your elbows down to support the whole arm. So when our elbow and our upper arm aren't supported, we might be kind of holding ourselves up at the shoulder joint, sort of a shoulder toward the ear motion, and we might lock in our wrist. So doing a little too much with those joints. So if you are nursing, use that support of the nursing pillow. Rest your forearms and your elbows down onto the arm of a couch, onto your nursing pillow, and let yourself do a little bit less With your forearms and wrists to hold up your baby. So, the pillow is supposed to be helping you do that work to hold up your baby. So, wherever you have that support, I know you might not always be using a pillow, you might be out and about. When you have that support, really use it. You might also improvise by adding a rolled towel under one arm if you find you need that the cushion needs to be higher on one side, just depending on what hold you're using to nurse you might switch sides and so on. You can also try this with your phone. (laughs) A lot of us are holding up that phone, making our wrists very stiff. So try supporting your elbow down on a bag or your forearms onto a table whenever possible and see how that helps. Related, number three, we don't want to get stuck in one position for too long. So this can be very challenging, especially in that early postpartum and feeding stage, partially because, you know, especially I remember just having so much stress about getting the baby to latch. I would get the baby to latch on and find I was holding sort of that position. So we might still be holding the breast. Often we're doing that to get the baby to latch. Sometimes we do need to keep holding on. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're really tensing in the shoulders and crunch downward toward the baby. Maybe there's a way that we can undo a little bit in the shoulders, use our support of the seat of our back support to come up a little bit. So we're using less effort in our wrists. This can happen with bottle feeding too. We get the baby going and we're just holding the bottle in one way and kind of cramping up in our wrists. So just Remembering to mix it up. Let's also mix it up when it comes to using our phone. In the case of straining the thumb, I often find my thumb getting irritated if I'm in the place of going down the rabbit hole and just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling with one thumb in that same way. So make sure you're using different fingers to scroll. Holding your phone in the same way all the time can cramp up your wrist. So, try whenever possible to use a stand, a holder, a phone grip, like a pop socket. This prevents you from having to really hold your phone with your fingers. I find I feel that tension in my thumb and first finger is sort of like a pinching or grabbing motion of the hand. We don't want to have to hold a pinching or grabbing motion with the hand for too long. We're going to get tired. So relatedly, watch for a death grip um, on the steering wheel or pushing a stroller, those pinching and grabbing motions, or pushing your wrist very forcefully into a wrist rest when typing. So just notice that if you're at your computer. With de Quervins, there's one specific motion of the hand to watch out for. So I'll have you look at your hands, if you're able to right now, and make that L shape with your thumb and first finger. So it's really very common to use this L shape to hook under a baby's armpits and use this leveraging the thumbs to pick up the baby. It seems easy, but you do it over and over. It can lead to a case of decrepence. So mix it up. Now look at your hands. Try to make a scooping motion. If you were scooping up some sand or some water. So think of using that scooping motion. You'll scoop under the baby's butt and support behind their head. And think of using your whole arm to support them. Sometimes we get sort of detached a little bit. Our hands get way out in front of us. We're going to want to bring our hands and arms when we're holding baby as close as we can to our torso. And think of almost joining that baby to your own body weight, to your own torso. Again, whenever you're lifting baby, pausing, exhaling, and thinking up will help you here to take your time and feel more supported and less wobbly. Part of the challenge of all of this picking up and carrying is, of course, your core is going to feel a little bit more wobbly than you remember it feeling before you were pregnant. So hopefully these tips will get you started with some everyday ways to make life a little bit easier. But I have some more supportive resources you can check out linked in the show notes. We have a past podcast episode called Relax Up for Sitting. Um, You can play this for yourself when feeding, nursing, napping under a baby, especially if you have headphones, so it won't bother the baby. We have your daily reset. So this is going to help you tune into supporting your back. If you have a very hard time with always leaning forward and down, this is going to help you reset and come out of that in an easy way. I'll link to a video for stress-free strolling. So again, this is the taking off of pressure off of the wrists when you're pushing a stroller, if that's bothering you, as well as a video more on the mechanics of how to pick up your baby without hurting your back. If you're in need of more troubleshooting, I teach one-to-one online and in person, and I'll link my regular online classes in the notes. If you are prone to recurring injuries, it might be time to look at the whole picture, change some habits in terms of how you're moving your whole body. And in time, you will be less prone to injury. I know these early phases can be very intensive, very tough, and it is hard to find that time to take care of yourself. So I encourage you just in these small moments in your everyday life to come back to yourself. Let me know if this episode helped you or if you have any other questions regarding body mechanics while taking care of your baby. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Poised, Powerful Parenting. I'd love it if you shared this episode with a friend who you think would benefit from it. If you'd like to know more about movement and mindfulness for new and expecting parents, head over to Poised Powerful parenthood.com for support. I hope you find the support you need because you are growing and changing too.